Hey everybody, this is Matt, the producer of No Greater Joy. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up that while this show is family friendly, today Peter and Heather will be discussing some things your kids may not be ready to hear yet, so we suggest giving it a listen on your own before letting them join you. Enjoy the show! Hey, I'm Peter. And I'm Heather. Welcome Welcome to to No No Greater Greater Joy, Joy. a parenting podcast to help you raise kids who walk in God's truth all the days of their life. Each episode will give you practical advice that will help you align your parenting with the Word of God. Because in the end, there's There's no no greater greater joy. Oh man, you know what's coming up? (laughs) Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Yes, Christmas. We're here. We're here. Jibby, jibby. Christmas. You hear that? I love Christmas. Remix. Christmas time. It's amazing. It is amazing. I love Christmas. But we do find that, you know, the nostalgia of Christmas makes all of our adult hearts happy because we think back to the time when we didn't have to set up the house. We didn't have (laughs) to buy the presents. We just received them. Right. Um, But then we find that there's a lot of stress involved now. And I'm finding <laughs> less and less motivation to put the lights mm, on the house. You know, we haven't done that the last couple of years. As the I inside, get older. Well, we have a daughter that really enjoys the decorations. <laughs> and uh, so I only decorate for Christmas. I do not do the sub holidays, as I would call them. Um, you know, Halloween makes, and I such. I think that makes us the not cool parents. I, I, am, I have never claimed to be the cool parent, <laughs> so I don't even feel bad about that. Okay. Um, but Christmas, you know, the, in the Christian world, there's some controversy here. Wait a second. What? We have to disclaimer. Oh, disc. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Christmas and we're going to talk about the things about Christmas that may ruin the magic <laughs> for your children. So if you're listening to this in the car with a child present, you should not continue to listen to this episode. <laughs> Pause it, come back to it, mm. listen to a different episode, come back. But uh, we want to talk about Christmas. So disclaimer, um, you know, these are our views. Yes. And uh, <laughs> everybody shares different views. I was having a conversation with some parents in the lobby a couple weekends ago. And mom and dad were not in agreement with not teaching about page. Santa Claus. Oh, okay. And I was enjoying the conversation <laughs> because <laughs> I was watching them kind of wrestle with it and try to mm. you know peacefully disagree so, true. Uh, so it was fun but um you know this this kind of can be controversial this absolutely of, it can you know and it's not just santa no we can extend let's, it to let's talk about all of them let's see how many you holidays. know we got yeah. tooth fairy tooth fairy we got easter bunnies yeah we got what else what have we what else we got you know santa claus we got uh bigfoot um buddy the elf <laughs> you know bigfoot oh. the magical elf the little the elf that moves Elf on the shelf. Elf on the shelf. Yeah. That guy. Talk about stress as a parent coming up with 25 different days of like what they're doing. And and of course, you know, your kids are older. So they get older. They remember what he did last time. So they're like, what? What's what? You're not creative, buddy. Like- I, I feel that um, <laughs> most parents, I, I would feel that they're in the same category of like, it's work. It's a lot of work to hide it's that stinking elf. work. And mm-hmm. you always forget and you're in bed and then you remember and it's painful. That's it. But I, there are some of these parents that you see that are going all out. Oh, and, I, I mean, they're amazing. Man, they're they are incredible. creative. And they're There's buying like, stuff and they're thinking through this like weeks in advance and they've got a whole set planned. Did and, you know you can buy a package? Now, somebody's making money off this. Oh, you can buy a package with pre-done Buddy the Elf. Activity like, like Elf on the Shelf stuff. Good night. And so you buy it and it's like day one, do this. Uh, and it has everything in it that you need. I'm just mad because I didn't think about it. I know. What were we thinking? <laughs> Jeez. 
Why didn't I come up with that? Man. So let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about Santa Claus. The main thing here, obviously, with any kind of a holiday like this, we want to keep in mind what Christmas is really about. Okay? Right. So all of the things are fun. We do all of the things. We buy our kids presents. We buy everybody presents. We do the big family party. We put up the Christmas tree. We put up the lights. We go sing magical holiday songs. We do, you know, all the things. We have an elf, an elf that, that we move around the house. And What's his we, name? Um, ours is a girl. I forget. That's right. Emma. Emma, Emma the, the elf. elf. Yeah. That's right. Emma. And we do all the things, um, you know, but we got to remember what the real meaning of Christmas is. Remember our kids are the only thing we get to take with us to heaven. And so this is Christmas is the celebration of the beginning of the very best story ever told. That's right. Which is that Jesus came to earth as a baby. He chose to be, you know, he was fully God, fully man. He came to earth and uh, 33 years later, he died on a cross and for our sins and made a way for us to get to heaven. And so it's the beginning of this beautiful story and it's the most important story ever told. And so we don't want it to get muddied. Mm. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode is we don't want to muddy the story, The the truth of what Christmas is really about. And so we're going to jump right in. We're going to just, Let's oh go. man, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Santa. Yeah. So again, another disclaimer before we talk about jolly old St. Nick, if your kids are in the room, we don't want to spoil the magic. So, so what's that Bible verse that says thou shalt talk about Santa or not talk about Santa? Where, where do you find I, that? There verse? isn't one. There really isn't one. You know, there's been quite some controversy over the years in the Christian world. And if you're newer to the Christian world, you've probably never heard of this controversy, to mm. be honest. Okay. This is more of a our era. You grew up in church your yeah, whole you life. You grew up in church. You were in church in the early two thousands and and you know, it was like blasphemous to teach your kids about Santa, you know, like how dare you? Um but I do believe in in our parenting, we have chosen to tell our kids the truth about Santa. From about a very all young, of them. No, about all of them. Yeah. Our kids never believed that Santa was real, as in the magical guy that rides reindeer and comes down the chimney. Um, they knew about him and they know that Santa's fun. We love to imagine and pretend, you know, even with tooth fairies and things like that, where we pretend that they're real because it's fun to imagine that they're real. But our kids know we never, they never get presents from Santa. They never, they never did ever in their whole life. And again, you know, this is, this is a personal preference. This is not a, the Bible says this, right? but we do want to explain why we do what we do because um, I felt, and this is how I was raised, but I felt like it muddied, it muddied what Christmas was really about. Mm. And we decided that early on, uh, that we were going to do it before we had kids. Mm. We decided we weren't going to yeah. do that. So again, if you've already done this, you've already gone down this road, you're, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, so I don't want That's you to feel that. To yeah. We're not saying that this is one way or the other, but I do want to explain it because there, you have an opportunity to insert maybe into your kid's Christmas uh, experience, uh, there's an opportunity here for you to maybe center it, recenter it around what Christmas is really about. So here's why. I mean, do you want to talk about it a little no, bit? Do you want great. me to do it? Go for it. Um, so, you know, Santa, man, he's a jolly fella. You know, he, he sees when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows all the things that you dream and wish for. He knows when you've been good or bad. Um, and he holds in his hand the ability to give you a gift, whether you're good or bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And, and as I listened to Santa, I realized that he sounds really similar to Jesus. Hmm. And, you know, Jesus knows everything about us. He knows he's everywhere all the time. He knows when we're good. He knows when we're bad. Hmm. He gives us his amazing gift of, of life salvation. forever, of salvation. And what I didn't want to happen is when my kids got old enough to realize that Santa wasn't real, I didn't want them to look at me and say, you lied to me all this time. And maybe you're lying about Jesus too. Oh. There's just too many similarities for me. And so my kids, they, they know about Santa and we, we engage in the fun of Santa. Uh, yes. Snow, reindeer. We watch all the Santa movies. We love it. We love Santa. We, yeah. bo- we pretend it's great. We pretend they know that Emma, the elf is not real. Right. They know that I move the elf, but every morning they're super juiced to see what Emma's doing. How did Emma do that? And, you know, if there's ever moments where I start to feel like they're believing that, you know, like our son, he has a really great imagination. Right. So he'll go, how did that happen? How did she get it? And I'll be like, well, what do you think? What do you think happened? I think you moved her. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. You know, like we all know and we yeah. joke about that yeah. Emma really moves, but she, we know, we all know that it's not real. So, um, but the, the thought process is I don't ever want our kids to walk away from Christmas thinking that it's all about them. Well, and I think if you're if you're thinking about, you know, their stages of development. Yeah. Right. We talked about how at kind of adolescent age, they start to question, question. They start to build their faith. They start to build their own doctrines and stuff. And so that's kind of what Heather was referring to is that I don't want them at that age to go. Wait a second. Yeah, he didn't tell me the truth about all these other things. Right. And, you know, and, and again, it goes back to us using every example or an opportunity that we have to point their kids back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I am a firm believer in the traditions that we create oh, yeah. as family. 100%. I think those are memories that our kids are hold on to forever and, and really enjoy. So every year we, we go and we buy a new ornament for everybody in the family. Mm-hmm. We'll yep. go and we'll drive and we'll look for lights. I'll go to other cities and look for lights. Yeah, we have many times. Um, we will, you know, go and, and get some hot chocolate and take a drive and, and look for lights together as a family. Mm-hmm. Those are traditions that we create. Um, and, our, if, and if you ask our kids what Christmas is about, they would tell you it's Jesus's birthday. And they would tell you that it's about family because we've intentionally created that every yeah. year. And that's what I wanted them to know it's about. It's about us being becoming part of the best family ever. Right. About being part of God's family. And so, again... Just want a disclaimer. We're not saying you're wrong if you do Santa. Yeah. We're not saying that at all. But just it's a good time every year to to look at, do my kids really understand Christmas? Because you never knew how selfish your kids were until Christmas. And they hit you with that Christmas list. And you're like, what do you think I am, a billionaire? Like, what <laughs> what is going on here? You know, like, how, why? So I, we actually make our kids go through and quote unquote make space for all their new stuff and they have to donate a bunch of stuff from their room uh-huh. to make room for the new like you're blessed and so now we're going to be a blessing kind of a thing um and we make them spend their own money on christmas presents for their friends and things like that to keep that entitlement and selfishness at bay yeah absolutely yeah i mean um you know it, holidays are very commercialized mm-hmm. and they're meant for you know spending money and, and, you know, all those things. And so again, it's like we, we participate and we have fun yeah, because it brings us closer together as a family, but we always use it to point back to Jesus. And, um, and again, like you just said, like we look for those opportunities. So yes, they're getting new stuff. They're going to give some stuff to friends or they're going to give it to people in need. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that entitlement thing is real. 
It creeps so, up in all of us. Let's that, be honest. That would be the danger of it, right? Is that I'm so focused on what I want and what I want to get that I lose sight of what Jesus is yeah. the main focus of what the season is. And so, um, so that's something good as parents or as a family to kind of keep in balance. I mean, are you even a parent if you haven't one time during the Christmas season said, I'm going to, you don't knock it off. I'm going to take all your presents back. <laughs> or, or if you don't knock it off, I'm going to tell the elf that you were a bad kid. You know, like, I mean, obviously we don't want to use those words, but you know, I we're mean, joking, are you even a parent if you haven't threatened that? If it hasn't crossed your mind, <laughs> um, you know, what are some, uh, what are some teaching tools or teaching things mm-hmm. that we can use in the holiday season really great. to continue pointing them back to Jesus? I know as a, as a church right now, we're going through Advent. Yes. I was just going to say that. Let's explain what Advent is. A good Advent calendar really goes a long way. You know, you, you can get them. There's kind of two popular versions of Advent calendars. One is like the traditional every day you open something. Um, the world has kind of taken over Advent and kind of made their own. It's just like a little, a little box that you open, you eat a chocolate, but a nasty chocolate, nasty, super nasty. Um, but you want to look for one that is, uh, like Bible based. So a traditional Advent Advent is the coming of Jesus. It Mm. was like the, he's coming. It's the anticipation, the savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us is coming. And so it's this buildup mm-hmm. for this anticipation of the, it's supposed to help us understand what it would have felt like, right. you know, to be like, oh, we are waiting for the Messiah. Yeah. We're waiting. And so um, a, a good advent calendar will have you. Uh, will break apart the story of Christmas day by day and it will give you a little baby devotional and you know devotional can sound scary or intimidating but it's literally like read this verse and talk about it as a family right you know or wow how do you think the shepherds felt or you know kind of walking through so that's a really great and the second traditional kind of way is that you get one that goes over topics it's not day by day if you're feeling overwhelmed because to me an advent calendar day by day feels like the elf i have to do something every single yeah. day something i have to prepare yeah. for and our kids are in lots of sports and things like that so um i like the second version which is more what we just created actually mm-hmm. for our own church which is topic based and there's kind of like hey we're gonna advent traditionally goes over four main thoughts which is love, joy, peace, and hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of builds the anticipation through those thoughts. Yeah. And there's probably a little craft involved or something, but it's like a one-time thought. So I have you know, one day this week that I can go over and do yeah. these things with, but it keeps Jesus at the center. So we love Advent calendars. It's awesome. Yeah. That's one really great way to keep Jesus at the center yep. of everything. Yeah, and I, I think there's so much good music, worship songs, yes. uh, hymns, you know, just to kind of fill fill the car, fill the house with uh, that stuff. You know, obviously getting to church is important. So important. Um, you know, getting to the services because a lot of that is, again, focusing on maybe Advent series or yeah. teaching through the coming of Christ and, and his birth and just what a miracle that story is. And so, you know, there's all these things. And so we love to just kind of permeate the whole house and the family with these things about talking about Jesus. And uh, whether, you know, throughout the year, if that is, um, you know, the Easter bunny or those different times, those things are fun. We do them, but they don't take the place of the real story. And Easter is the closing of the story. Yeah. Right. So we start at Christmas. Jesus is born. For those of you who may not have been around church a long time, 
You know, the Old Testament is all pointing to Jesus. Jesus is coming. He's coming to save the world. And then we have the New Testament where we see Jesus's life and what he does and that he's the savior of the world. And uh, so, you know, we get to see, we kind of get to flip. We get to go, oh gosh, okay, Jesus came. Yay, he's a baby. And then at Easter, we get to celebrate what he did. It wasn't just that he died on the cross. It was that he came back to life. Beat death, beat sin. So those are, again, Easter Bunny, that's fine. Do do what you got to do, but make sure that we keep it about that Jesus beat death. He yep. came back to life. So. Yep. And we've used different teaching tools over the years. You know, we used yeah. the, the eggs. The resurrection eggs. Resurrection eggs. Set. So it's like an advent yep. for Easter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one year I, um, you know, I exploded bunnies to talk about. Um, <laughs> Not real bunnies. Oh, oh gosh. Please clarify. Yeah, let's put that. Yeah, they were fuzzy, fuzzy stuffed bunnies. Plush, plush and, bunnies. And um, I looked for any reason to to win the boys over when oh, talking yeah. about Easter. The exploding bunnies were And uh, <laughs> I used a slow-mo camera, and we looked at looking into the lens of looking yeah. into the Bible deeper and slowing things down. And, yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use any kind of thing to, to <laughs> again, point it back to Jesus. <laughs> no shame in the game. No. Everything can use be used as a lesson. Anything that I can. Um, I also uh, really like, um, sorry, maybe you had a thought there. I kind of cut you off. Uh, One of the things that we always do on like the day of, right, present opening day, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, For our family, we get everybody together. And before we, it's actually a little bit funny. It's a little bit of torture. And we've been doing this since I was a kid. I remember feeling like, why? (laughs) we pass out all the presents and my whole family comes over, like all of my cousins and their kids yeah. and everybody's together. And we give all the kids, <laughs> we give all the kids their presents and it's just piled up in front of them. Right. And then we make them wait <laughs> <laughs> and Grammy comes out and reads like a cardboard book version yeah. of the Christmas story. Yeah. And they're dying inside because all they want to do is open the presents, but we're forcing them to wait yeah. and like, Hey, we're going to, and then Papa, my my grandpa usually prays after that. Uh-huh. And he prays through a bunch of tears. You can't understand what he's saying, you know, because he's old <laughs> and sentimental now. So he's just crying. And, you know, and the kids are like, okay, say amen, say amen, so I can open my presents. But it, that's one of the ways that we keep Jesus at the center as well, is we don't open a single present until we've acknowledged what Christmas is about. Right. It's not about us. It's about Jesus that he gave us the greatest gift. So that's another great, maybe you would, maybe somebody's listening and wanted a new family tradition. That's a really great one. And it's kind of fun to watch them squirm. (laughs) Um, I really love, I think we used it last year maybe, but the Jesus storybook Bible. So good. Is one of our personal favorites. We've used it for years, read it front to back many times with our kids. And I love the, the book because Every lesson, Old Testament to New Testament, points back to Jesus. Yes, it's so good. Which is so revealing to us, even as parents, to look through the lens of these Bible stories that I've heard maybe my life, in my life, or I grew up hearing or whatever, how they connect to the Savior. Mm-hmm. And it's really powerful. I love it. And so, but the the Christmas story in there is beautiful. And there's a few different, uh, there's, I think there's a couple chapters that's, yeah. you know, that connects to Jesus and Christmas, but it's all about that triumphant entry of a King, the one true King. Yep. And it's great. And so as a great resource to you, this is probably for the preschool elementary age, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, if, so if you've got grandkids too, this is a great book for them. Jesus storybook Bible, we'll put it in the show notes, but 
an excellent one. But look for uh, look for a great devotional. Look for a great uh, book that you can read it as makes a family. So many. And just, you know, take the time, like we're saying, like, you know, in the busyness of the holidays and trying to prepare for parties and all that, just spending time and slowing down and uh, maybe turning off the movie early at night and just saying, hey, let's read this and let's focus on the Bible. Let's focus on, on God and spend time praying together or worshiping together. I think those mm-hmm. are powerful moments to yeah. bring the the story of Christ into our home and into our family. I also want to encourage you as parents you know, all of us come from different financial backgrounds and Christmas can feel really overwhelming. Maybe if you're a very, single parent very. and you might be feeling like, man, I can't offer my kids or just with the price of everything, these piles right of gifts. And I just, and let me just encourage you that Christmas will be as magical as you make it yeah. for your kids. That's right. You could have a little dinky two foot tree in the corner. That's right. And if you make the moment special, that's right. It'll be special. Yeah. If you have two gifts, one gift, you know, and I really enjoy over the, you know, over the years I've watched different Christmas trends. One of the things I really enjoy is uh, a lot of parents have made this shift um, as far as gift buying over instead of just buying them everything that's on their list, mm-hmm. because it's what we want to do as parents. We want to give our kids so many gifts and so many things. That's what we want. We love them. Um, but uh, this kind of new trend is like give them something that they can experience, give them something that they need and then give them something they want. Mm. So three gifts. Mm. It could an experience could be anything from like we're going to Disneyland to like hey I bought us movie tickets to go see a movie or we're going to the beach yeah we're or going, we're to, the going to the Redwoods or we're it going... could be something cheap or really extravagant right yeah. and we've done both and yeah um and something they need that mm-hmm. could be socks underwear mm-hmm. you know whatever something you need they need to be grateful for the fact that their needs are provided for right mm-hmm. it's a really great lesson and then something they want right so pick something and I really love that you know that thought of like and we actually did that last year we only did three gifts for each kid mm-hmm. and you know you want to know what our kids did not complain yeah the year before we gave them everything on their list yeah. <laughs> they didn't know any they were super grateful thanks yeah. mom this was amazing yeah. you know we get to go to Disneyland or wherever, whatever the, I forget what the thing was, but you know, so don't feel the pressure to like live up to the social media view of what Christmas should look like. Just piles and piles and piles of presents under the tree. And I mean, it could be as simple as I can afford one gift and it will be as special as you make it. Yeah. So yeah, just know that be yeah. encouraged. Family is really the, the best gift. And, uh, yeah making those memories is, is priceless. Absolutely. Um, maybe something controversial. Okay. Here we um, go. We're getting in now. When is the appropriate time to set up a Christmas tree? <laughs> now I, I now just, you've crossed the line, you know, we can't do it <laughs> is before Thanksgiving across oh, the line. Here's the thing. <laughs> I am one of three girls. Okay. One of three girls. I am very, for those of you who do not know me personally, I am very black and white, really like (laughs) if you told me one time in my life what a rule was, I will never break it. Like that's just who I am. And so, you know, the traditional thought process is the day after Thanksgiving, then you set up the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's a traditional thing. That's like the unspoken like rule. That's it. We we do Thanksgiving first, and then so I in had no idea in our house, the earliest I've ever done it was like the week of Thanksgiving, and it was just because the kids were out of school and I was home anyways, and it was like we had the time to do it. But traditionally, and I'm not telling I'm not telling a lie, right? I tend to set it up right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, we do. Now, 
coming from three girls. I have a sister who absolutely loves, like would leave her Christmas tree up all year long if her husband allowed. Okay. And she sets up like months in advance. (laughs) So I think it's a personal preference. I'm not going to say one or the other. (laughs) People just feel so strongly about it. You know, it's so strong. It's like the holiday music playing, you know, Mariah Carey singing her song. Oh, Mariah. uh, You know, (laughs) I I think it's so funny. People get so stirred up about it. But um, all that to say, do what is best for your family. If you're about it, rock it. If you want to hold off. Yeah. It's all good. You want to know what I love to a fun Christmas tradition that, um, we've done off and on, but I think is really great. Um, going back to kind of entitlement thing, kind of breaking it off. What is something really fun that we've done is baking goodies for our neighbors mm-hmm. and then dropping it off at their house, letting our kids knock on the door and be like, I made these for you, you know, to the little old ladies down the street. And I, I think that's a really great, if you want something to do, that's like not going to cost a fortune, make some chocolate chip cookies even if you're like, I'm a terrible baker, go buy the pre-made cookie dough, cook it, <laughs> put it on a Christmas <laughs> plate. still good. Yeah, go give it to your neighbors. They're not going to do any different. And it, it really is a, a fun thing. Just make Christmas is about making memories for me. I think um, in terms of thinking about older kids, you've got okay. teenagers. Yep, yep. That's a really great one because teenagers are moved with compassion for their friends. Totally. So, you know, if you want to get your teenager involved in, in this thing... Yeah, is the holiday season. Um, look for ways to to get them to be a blessing to others. So, so maybe good. that is um, thinking about a teacher who needs uh, a special blessing or a gift. You know, some some cookies. Yeah, thinking about a friend that they have that they might be have have a heart of compassion for. Like, hey, my friend needs just a, a smile or encouragement. And so, getting them involved by finding mm-hmm. out what they might be interested in or is you know a passion point for them and uh, incorporating them that way. You know, your teenager might just want to be in the room and away from you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You're looking for any way to include them. So it goes back to speaking their language. What is, what is something that your kid is involved in? Uh, There are many opportunities. I know many years we've done um, stuff with our, our city outreach ministry stuff we've done. I used to do it when I was a kid. I would go and do like feeding the homeless on Thanksgiving and the soup kitchen stuff and all those things. Uh, I think those are great ways to kind of teach that lesson. But, um, you know, that social justice piece that is inside your your young person's heart. Oh, yeah. uh, Get help motivate that this holiday season to get them to show love to other people. Something you can do great as a family. Look for opportunities to give. You want to know what I love about about teenagers? You know, teenagers get a really bad rap. I feel like, you know, and we all wear one. So that's That's why we, I feel like we all like are so strong, feel so strongly about it. But, um, you know, if there's anything you, you can say about a teenager is that they are like all about justice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they'll look at you square in the face after you say something and be like, you're so judgmental. Uh, And you're like, (laughs) what? I'm not. Mm -hmm. Now you're reconsidering your whole life. And so if you can leverage that, if you have a teenager that, that thinks that you're super judgmental about everything, um, it just leverage that phase of their life. Um, and call out that, Hey, God put that in you as like, you have empathy towards people and you, you know, so let's use that for something good. Let's help even teaching them the art of gift giving. Right. Right. Okay. Let's go get your friends some gifts for Christmas, you know, go into the dollar store or we have a store in our area called five below and it's like, everything is $5 or less and going there and teaching them that like, don't just get stuff you want. Think about what would your friend like? What, you know, teaching them the art of like, 
because Jesus did that for us, right? He thinks about us and he thinks about who we are. And, you know, so just kind of trying to teach them the art of gift giving gets them out of their own head right. and out of them it being about them. Right. So, you know, utilizing, it's always better to be a giver than a, a taker. Yeah. Right? So. so again, these are our takes on um, teaching about Santa. These are our takes about, <laughs> you know, family and the importance Somebody's of. Somebody's never listened to us again. <laughs> <laughs> Will Santa Claus be in heaven? I think so. As long as he has Jesus in his heart, you know, it's Santa. Um, but um, that's kind of our take. But um, we'd love to have a conversation about Ooh, it. Talk. To I will you about say it. this. Something that will be really cool is to actually look into the history of Santa. That is a good story. Mm-hmm. And that is a great way to teach your kids. You know, that that is great. Yeah. <laughs> like teaching them what St. Nick actually was and yep. who he was and what right. he did. That's There's great. There's actually history there. Yes. It's not just a guy in a red coat that's fluffy. Uh, I've seen skinny Santas too. That's true. In the mall usually. <laughs> Santa come in all kinds of varieties. In the mall. Creepy Does anybody Santa. even go to the mall anymore? What Again, dating myself. Oh boy. Well, let's pray today and um, let's pray for this holiday season. I know the holidays are not always a celebration for everyone. It's true. So whether yeah. you're in family or not. God is uh, good. He loves you. That's right. Uh, he sets the lonely in families. That's absolutely uh, right. Today is your parenting. Um, the holidays may be tough because it's money's tight. Yeah. Things are hard. Uh, we just want you to find the joy in it and focus on family That's and right. focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So let's pray today. Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to talk about you and to talk about this holiday season. I just pray that everyone listening would have a great holiday season. I just pray that Christmas would be fun and magical, but God, you would be the focus for our families and us as parents. And I just pray that we would uh, experience you at a new way and a new level this year. And so we thank you for it. Thank you for the gift of your birth and that you came to, to set us free and be in relationship with us. And it's an honor to be in your family. Mm-hmm. And so, God, we love you. And I just pray every parent listening would be encouraged today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Have a happy holiday season. Thanks for listening to this episode of No Greater Joy. For more episodes and resources, visit stowministries.com, where you'll also find links to connect with us on social media. Parenting can be tough, so let's stick together. Because in the end, there's, there's no, no greater, greater joy. joy.